folks. I've written a lot of memoir shirts over the last couple of years. I wrote so many of them that I collected them into an anthology. They're basically a book, except they're available for free online, but only if you use the link I included. So, well, from my perspective, the anthology means that all of you should already know who I am and how I got here. But the fact is, that's a lot of reading. Even the shorter biographical articles I've written aren't all that short, and even cover certain parts of my life. So, I wanted to give everyone the fastest rundown of my life I ever put down on paper, or podcast, or video, or whatever way you found this. A Brief History of Events 1983, me and my twin brother Charlie are born via C-section in Jackson, Mississippi. I am born as 13 people in one. What will be misdiagnosed as schizoaffective disorder and won't be properly diagnosed as, as dissociative identity disorder until 2022. 1984 to 1994, raised in a cult, homeschooled, lived in absolute poverty, no stable housing or income or food or even electricity. Incest was rampant in my home from my parents and my siblings, and the only way I knew to feel safe was to shrink, shrink, shrink. At home, the abuse and the incest remained almost sustainable. My parents frequently split me up from my brother because he, like our dad, became consumed with sexual urges at a young age, and he, like our dad, felt entitled to do whatever he wanted to the women around him, and he, like our dad, hurt me if I dared to tell anyone what the men in our home were doing to me. Trauma is like a tombomb. You disarm it by healing it, or you're just waiting until it explodes. They tried sending us to school at Southside Assembly of God. That fell apart in the second grade. The problem, you see, was that I wouldn't shut up. I kept telling everyone what my family was doing. 1994 to 1998, sent to hospitals for anorexia. Hung out a lot at the arcades, comic book stores, and bookstores in the early to mid-90s. Mastered X-Men vs. Street Fighter and will still kick your ass. As abuse escalated at home with my brother and his friends, my sister and her friends, as well as the grown men from the arcades who said they were my friends. I became consumed with anorexia and nearly died from starvation. The state intervened and institutionalized me for many years. 1998 to 1999, when the state let me out of the hospitals, my dad had a new wife and we moved to Texas, where they had decided in conjunction with the hospital that the only way to protect me was to forcibly convert me into a boy. I tried to see the Matrix but couldn't get past the armed guards guarding the entrance into the auditorium, so I watched 10 Things I Hate About You with my sister instead. Hey, that's Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles for the win. 2000. After a failed year in Texas, we moved back to Mississippi, but this time to Clinton, Mississippi, in the third attempt at a public high school. Dad and that new wife split up compulsively. Me and my brother finished high school by going to the education center, where we could finish our degrees at our pace, and so we finished our junior and senior years in a few months. 2000-2001, for an extremely brief period, my brother and I finally moved out of our dad's house and lived with our sister, but that didn't last long. We moved back home when we couldn't pay the rent, then moved out again and went to Heinz Community College starting in fall 2001-2004. My brother graduated and progressed to University of Southern Mississippi, but I stayed at Heinz for years and thought I'd be a lifelong student. Now that I was out in the real world, I wanted to be a real person, and that meant I was going to say, fuck you to everything my parents had tried to force me to become and simply be me. I grew my hair back out, I let people see me as queer, I pursued friendships and career and fulfillment, 
It didn't work. 2005, lived in Hattiesburg, attended University of Southern Mississippi, made friends, but felt out a place pretending to be a boy and hoping no one would notice the truth. Moved back to Jackson, Mississippi and lived with my brother. Wondered if I should give up. Instead, got a job at Borders Books and Music. Met a woman who was so much like my brother that I stayed with her for 10 years. 2005 to 2014, moved to Georgia. Went to graduate school at University of Georgia slash UGA. Earned my master's in journalism and got my foot in the publishing door. My marriage fell apart. 2015 to 2016, tried to find peace in Vegas by going all in on being a man. I joined and excelled in a men's fitness community. Hello, 2 plus 2 health and fitness. Powerlifting total of 1130 pounds at 180 pounds body weight. 2016 to 2017, moved to Vegas to live with my sister, uh-oh, dated a lot and began to understand my asexuality. Volunteered at the center, which serves as a hub of LGBT resources and pride near the Fremont area of Las Vegas. I politely refused to answer any questions about what, if anything, made me queer beyond being an ally. 2017, once again facing suicide, reached out to my brother and accepted his invitation to live with him in Colorado for a while. I joined Adult Children of Alcoholics and Codependents Anonymous. I worked the steps in each program. 2017 and 2018, my brother, now a sophisticated predator, and sexually violent con artist, by then using many different aliases and pseudonyms, brought me into a new arrangement, reflecting the same kind of fucked up erotic dynamics he'd been guiding me into since we were kids. He'd done it with my first love, Robbie, who I later learned was also a trans girl. He'd done it with Patrick, the son of my dad's best friend. My brother had done it when it was just us alone. And now he did it again with one of the many girls he was currently abusing. 2018. Had a terrible bicycle accident without a helmet. The accident left me not just disabled, but D-I-S-A-B-L-E-D. And unable to hide that I am actually me. Remember, I was born this way with D-I-D. A collection of 13 individual identities that have been present since birth. My understanding now is that all people begin like this, but intense assisting trauma at a young age can disrupt the process of identity integration, and once disrupted, it can pretty much never be repaired, only negotiated into a system. 2018-2021, the girl who would become my wife refused to let my brother continue to manipulate and abuse his disabled sister, as me, as a tool and conduit for his sexual pleasure. We followed guides for how to escape abusive narcissists and never told him we were leaving, but instead let our echoes slowly fade until his attention found someone new, leaving only his resentment and addictions where we'd once served as his fuel. 2021-2022 Moved back to Vegas and lived with my sister for a while, but when that proved as toxic and sexually traumatizing as every other attempt at living with either of my siblings, we found a place of our own and built a life together. 2023 my partner already had a daughter, so now I have a daughter too. She's my daughter, and I'm her mother. And it's everything me and my first love, Robbie, used to tell each other it could be. At nearly six and a half years together, we may not have had the start I expected, but the life we built is beyond anything I dare to dream. Commentary on my twin brother. My twin brother's still out there, of course, using countless pseudonyms and fake identities. I won't restate them here, they're too well known by now to need to list them anyway. I can't stop them, it's not my job to even try. I'm not strong in that way. It's hard enough for me just to tell the truth about what he did and how it affected me. So I just tell my story. I speak the truth to the things he and the rest of my family spent decades using abuse to silence from me and in me. 
I remind myself each morning that this is worth it. That I lived in fear of my brother's abuse for almost 40 years. That I spent nearly 40 years help insisting his lies. That I will not live the next 40 years in anything less than the truth.